0: Visit OpenBibleNJ.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service.
1: Is that better? Yeah? There you go. How about that? It's amazing when you're on, huh? I like to be on. I'm off more than on most of the time. But, uh, hey, man, how's everybody here in New Jersey? You doing all right? What What'd you say? cold? <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Man, I, uh, I purposefully did not check the forecast this morning. I didn't want to discourage myself, you know. And we've been in Florida, my wife and I, now for nine years, almost nine years, nine years in May. And, uh, but for, uh, for the first 20 years of our lives, you missed that, didn't you? But well, for most of our lives, we lived right here in, well, in Pennsylvania. I was born in Philadelphia, and then we, oh, as we began to pastor, we, we kind of moved from, you know, one portion of Pennsylvania to the next. We ended up out near the Lancaster County area. You know where that's at, right? And, uh, and, uh, and then God called us to the promised land, <laughs> paradise, down in... In Florida, where we've been for the past nine years, and why I'm here today, I have no clue. <laughs> no, I do. Uh, I remember the last time I preached here at at, uh, at Open Bible was I don't know if it was 2006, 7, or 8, but I had preached with um, somebody in a Bible conference, Brother Riddell, and uh, I don't know if it was Tommy Steele or John Hamlin back when you had East Coast preachers' conferences. Remember those days? And uh, am I echoing a little bit? Am I getting some feedback? Okay, all right, good. Um, and then brother, brother Preacher Riddell asked me, um, we were in the parking lot, I think. He walked me to my car and he said, hey, uh, what, do you, what do you got going on in, uh, in June? And I think that was April. And I said, I don't know, what do you, what do you got in mind? You want to go fishing or what, do you, what are you thinking about? You know?" And he said, I'd like you to come and speak at our senior high commencement. And uh, and I did, and I enjoyed that, Brother Riddell. You know that, and we've been friends for a few years. You know, he would he would call my office, uh, Preacher Riddell. Now I'm going to get all messed up today between Preacher Riddell, Pastor Riddell, and George One, Two, and Three. I'm I mean I'm, I'm it's not going to be fun here, but but most of the time I'm referring to him. You know, you know that guy, right? And uh, and it's good to see you, Mrs. Riddell, as well. And uh, but he would call my office and my secretary would say, uh, Dr. Riddell's on the phone. And I would get on and i say, hey doc. And all I would hear on the other line was, hey, did you hear the one about? <laughs> he never said hello. He never said, did you hear the one about? You know? And uh, they were always corny jokes, right? I mean, I just... And I didn't have the heart. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell him, yeah, you, you told me that one last week, but I just pretended, you know, like it was wonderful and fresh and exciting, and so, yeah, praise the Lord. But I have, um, and I'm not saying this just because I'm standing up here this morning, but I have nothing but the fondest memories of Open Bible Baptist Church. My wife and I, we, we've we been friends with uh, the Riddell family for a lot of years, and, and my grandparents, believe it or not, my my grandparents used to attend... Teenagers here. Yeah, yeah, they did. And that was, you know, when Moses was pastoring, you know, and uh, or at least George the <laughs> first. Uh, I don't expect on being invited back, so I'm just going to dump the load today, you know. But, uh, but uh, yeah, my pa- my grandparents used to come here, and uh, and so we go ways back and. And uh, my wife and I, we always, we always felt that uh, Open Bible Baptist Church, whatever they did, whatever you did, you did it God class. You know, there's first class, and then there's God class, right? And uh, every time we were over here, my wife used to speak in the Lady Jubilees, you know, and, uh, and she would come back just bragging about how well Everybody treated her and, you know, in fact, I wanted to be a guest today. What do you mean you send gifts during the week? Did you hear what he said? So you get a gift walking out the door and then during the week you send gifts? You know what it really is, right? We send people by and we call them a gift. <laughs> you know, and they, they try to lead you to the Lord and then they try to get you to come back to church and all that. But they are a gift, right? A gift from God, you know, so... My wife Donna is with me today. Donna, would you please stand? And uh, we're, we're glad she was able to make the trip. She only came up because we have a few grandkids over in Pennsylvania. Other than that, she would have never come back to, to the cold weather. But thank you for allowing me to be here. Now, let me, let me just be transparent with you, okay? Uh, I've been pastoring for a lot of years, a long time, yeah, 34 years, in fact. This may be 34 years I've been the lead pastor of a church someplace. Most of the time, 25 years in one place. And then they ran me off. You know, no, then, then the Lord led us because our job there was done. You know when your job is done, right, preacher? You kind of know it. And my job in PA was done. My son-in-law now pastors the church that I pastored for a long time. And we've been very, uh, we, we've been pastoring in, in Florida for nine years. And so I, I, I stay in touch with my roots. And I spoke to preacher Riddell about a year ago, and he had told me what was transpiring here, and so uh, my heart was touched by that because I care about the Northeast, and I, I care about this church, and so I kind of kept my, my ear to the, to the wind, and I'm a pretty busy fellow, so I don't know a whole lot about things, but I've been praying for you. I promise you I've been praying for this church and for your next pastor, and um, a couple weeks ago, I was minding my own business, It's pretty hard for me to do but I was trying to mind my own business, and uh, somebody from your church was down at our church visiting, and at the end of the service, uh, I was looking for my wife, and I spotted her, and I saw her speaking to this lady from your church. And, uh, and so I went over to tell my wife something and got into communication with this lady from your church, and uh, I said, hey, how's, how's things going up there in New Jersey? And she said, we're still looking for a pastor, and please pray for us. And, and I just simply said this, and it's kind of a coin phrase of mine. I need to stop saying it. Hey, let me know if I can help. (laughs) And I get myself in all kinds of trouble when I say that. Hey, let me know if I can help. And a couple days later, I got a phone call from one of your deacons and uh, asked if he could talk to me for a bit and ask me some questions. And, And we talked for a while on the phone, probably an hour or more. And at the end of that, Brother Will, at the end of that conversation, I found myself saying again, let me know if I can help. Well, I didn't get through the day, he called me back, and he said, hey, remember you said if you can help? I said, did I say that? And so we got to talking some more, and he asked me if I would consider coming up here and spending some time with the deacons and just consulting and counseling. And so I got up here last Tuesday, and I've had a great time, I promise you. I've had a great time. you got some great leaders. God's blessed this church, you know that, Right and I've enjoyed spending time with these men. Last night I got a chance to spend time uh, with their better half, the deacons and their wives. We had great, great fellowships. So we've had a good time together. I know the season you're going through, and it's not easy, is it? Every church deserves a pastor. In fact, you can't have a church without one. Say amen right there. And I know you've been, at, you've been without a pastor for a little bit, but God's got God's got somebody for you, I promise. He does. Uh, this, this work has a great history. As I walked around and as I... I know I'm cutting into preaching time. They told me I'm done at 1 o'clock, right? <laughs> but as I walked around and as I scoped things out and as I... And I'm a questioner, man. I ask questions about everything. You know, why red carpet and not blue? Why? <laughs> you know, uh, I, 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 honestly, I honestly, Brother Adele, see the handprint of God... On everything and there's not a thing that I would walk away saying well you know I'm not sure why anybody would want to go pastor that church that is not the case so do not get discouraged trust me God is good and it's a God thing your next guy you want to be the right man you know because once they come they're hard to run off he was here for what 105 years, and then, you know, so you want the right guy. It's worth waiting for the right guy. Say amen right there. Amen? And so I'm praying for you. You'll get through this season. You pr- I promise you will. And when you get through it, you'll look back, and you'll see. Uh, I, was in, I was in a Sunday. He did a great job in Sunday school this morning, Brother, brother Fenton. And he said this, that uh, sometimes, you know, and not sometimes, all the time, God uses trials in our life on purpose right? Now, let's just be honest. You've heard this before. God balances out our lives with blessings and burdens. He gives us enough blessings to keep us happy and enough burdens to keep us humble. If you have more burdens than you do blessings, i guarantee you put it there. You put it there, right? It's of our own doing. But God is good, and He just balances it all out and even the trials are on purpose. They're for a reason. And if you let it work its way out, remember the book James? You have read James, let patience have her perfect work. Isn't it interesting, fellows, how patience is her? <laughs> All right, we won't go there. It's, it doesn't work in Florida neither. Uh, but let patience have her perfect work that ye might be what? Perfect, entire, wanting nothing. And that word perfect means mature. And so God is working in even these difficult times, the trials and, you know, to make us better, stronger, more grounded, more focused, right? And so when you look back during this time, I'm I'm guaranteeing you, you're going to look back and say, boy, we saw why God did that and why God allowed this. You know, some things had to get worked out before he can work it in. Are you with me? This is just the pastor chatting with some sheep. And I just want to be a blessing to you. I've, I've only come this far to be a blessing to you, I promise. Nothing more, nothing less. And so I hope today you get a real blessing. You got your Bibles? Look, if you would, at the book of Joshua. Brother Smith, Brother Roger Smith, I watched your messages last week. Did a great job, brother. God bless you. And uh, you've been getting fed well, haven't you? God's been good to you. And, uh, and so uh, there's so many, you know, preaching for a long time. You get a, you get a chance to preach somewhere else. I mean, I got a slew. I got my iPad with me, and I can turn to anywhere and just preach one of my sugar sticks. You know what that is? That's a message I really like to preach. But I really prayed hard, and I asked the Lord to give me exactly what you need today, what this church needs today. And, and I really believe God's directed me to this. Book of Joshua in the first chapter. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word, please? And we'll just read a couple of verses, and we'll we'll have prayer. You with me? Joshua chapter number 1. The Bible says, Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, and here's what he said. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Did you hear that? Now, therefore, arise and go backward and come this way no more. That's not what he said. That's what my Bible says. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said Unto Moses, Jump down to verse number number 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. Say with me, class, day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to what? All. Not bits and pieces, not the parts we like, but that you might observe to do according to all, all of it, right? Uh, because when you do that, he, he says... For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, then then thou shalt have what? Good success. Are you familiar with the fact that there's good success and then there's success? You know, you can be successful but not have good success because good success comes from God. And what we want is good success. Amen? So I want to speak to you this morning out of that text of Scripture, and I hope it's a blessing to us. Let's pray, may we? Father in heaven. We rejoice in the fact that we get to come to church, and we're glad we're here today. and we're here on purpose. This is your design. The church is your work, and uh, we benefit just being a part of it. Thank you for this great church. and we're praying that today that you would move in our hearts, we've already had time to worship, and Lord enjoyed it, I enjoyed the choir. I enjoyed the singing, and it was wonderful and appropriate. And, and you can see there was preparation made. Uh, in it today and we pray you were glorified through it but now as we open up the word of god help us to continue to worship just in another form may our minds and our hearts line up today so that you might do something supernatural in our midst and we'll certainly give you the praise and glory and honor that you deserve for we pray in jesus name and all god's people said amen thank you you may be seated you know when you when you read a book um and you've all read books, there's, there's a process, right, in reading a book, isn't there? Um, I, for one, when I read a book, the very first thing I do even before I buy a book is I look at the table of contents, you know, because sometimes titles are deceiving, isn't that right? Uh, did you ever see that? Uh, and, uh, and so uh, you have this process, and there's there's the forward, and then there's the uh, you know the introduction where you know the writer is giving you kind of his reason for writing, and then there's chapter one, and then chapter. Come on, man, two. I'm not trying to trick you. Uh. Now, as much as we like to jump ahead, and I am a jump ahead guy, you know, some books you start to read, and you do you ever read a book and you fit, you kind of say to yourself, I'm not going to make it through this. I mean, the title was awesome, you know, How to Slay a Dragon, you know, without even trying. Oh, man, it's awesome. And then all of a sudden, you get lost in the first chapter, and you go, I'm not going to finish this. And you jump to the... But it's really, I guess you probably follow this process, right? Before you go to chapter 2, you kind of check out chapter 1. You may not get through chapter 3 before you get to chapter 10, but you usually start in chapter 1. May I suggest that sometimes before you read a passage of Scripture, you kind of go back a little bit and kind of figure out, try to find out what it is the writer is trying to, and you know the writer here, right, is, is, is our God. And so before, I think this, before you can really benefit from Joshua chapter number 1, you at least need to understand Deuteronomy chapter number 34, and deuteronomy is the book that precedes the book of joshua right and there's 34 chapters i'm not suggesting you need to go back and read chapter 1 through 34 but i am suggesting before you read chapter 1 verse 1 you ought to go back and at least get a good understanding of deuteronomy chapter number 34 and what you find there in deuteronomy chapter number 34 is interesting it's kind of it's kind of the final scene of the life of Moses, that great man of God. And, uh, and, and we won't go back and read it, but what you find is this. Uh, you find Moses standing on Mount Pisgah, and, and he's, he's looking out over the promised land, right? You've heard of the promised land, that land flowing with milk and honey, or better described as the place where God was going to meet every need the Israelites had. You know what Moses said about the promised land? I promise you, everything I'm saying here in introduction is on purpose. You know what Mo- Moses said about the promised land? In describing it, you know, he looked out over it, and here's how he describes it. It's a land of hills and valleys. Man, that's interesting. I've been saved since November 1979. I guess that's 41 or 2 years. He lose track. Been saved for a while now. And, and here's what I found out. The Christian life is a land of hills and valleys. There's ups and downs and different seasons. Huh? And, and, he, and here's the key. If you walk with the Lord, if you follow Jesus, whether it's a hill or a valley, He develops a consistency in your life. And that's all we really want so that my lows are not that low, and that my highs are, well, I like to be high as I can be, but I want to come down right. And I read many years ago uh, a great author, Oswald Chambers. You ever read my uh, utmost for his highest? And a couple of those things just kind of stick to you like oatmeal does in a cold New Jersey day. And one of the things he said, Dave, right? One of the things he said, Dave, in that great book was this. He said this. He, he said, God did not build us for the mountaintop. He built us for the valley. Life is lived, most often, in the valley. And he'll bring us up to the mountaintop, and there he gives us glimpses of glory, and, and he gives us, you know, a breather. He allows our head to get out of it for a little bit, and then he brings us right back down to live life. So Moses the great man of God standing on Mount Pisgah, he looks out over the promised land. He had just led the Israelites through the wilderness, and that in and of itself must have been like pastoring a Baptist church. You'll get that laugh when you get home. But you know he knew this. He knew that he was not going to get to go in. Think about that for a second. He had led these he had led these people for how many years? A generation, you know, but he, he 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 got to that spot, you know. He gets to that place, you know. He finally gets him through the wilderness, so to speak. And now he doesn't get to go in, and for good reason. For good reason. That's another message, in and of itself, huh? And so when you begin to read that, you, you begin to see that the Israelites now are without a leader. And by the way, it's interesting. In chapter number 34, they mourn his death for 30, years, for 30 days. I mean, there they are. They bury Moses in, in Moab. They begin to mourn his death for 30 days. And now it's time, it's, it's time to move on. And so you come to chapter number 1 of the book of Joshua. After this great tribute, here's what you find. Now pay attention to this statement. Moses is dead. They bury him in Moab. But the story goes on. Are you with me? The story goes on. You remember I said this a moment ago, God led me to preach this message to this church on this day? Listen to these words. Moses is dead. The past is dead. The story goes on. Uh, let me say one more time. Moses is dead. The past is gone. The story goes goes on or maybe we can say the story must go on Huh? I think it was just a few years ago they came out with this movie remember God's not dead Huh? God's not dead God's not finished with the open Bible Baptist Church not by a long shot amen and so you come to jo- uh, Joshua chapter number uh, one and you begin to see here God's relationship with his people didn't die with Moses Amen. I hate to amen myself, I really do It's not polite, but I'm having a good time And the story continues in the book of Joshua And in chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 God begins to speak to Joshua About this this new leadership position Right, did you see it? Look at it again Now after the death of Moses The servant of the Lord came to pass That the Lord spake unto Joshua Huh? And and here's the thing, when you think about it, and I like to put it in practical terms, uh, we don't read, uh, we don't read this, uh, Moses, my servant is dead, we better go back. Did did, Did you read that anywhere? Moses, my servant is dead, we had better go back. Or maybe, and maybe in our terms, preacher, we'd say, man alive, what do we do now? Huh? That's not what you read here in this passage of Scripture, Right? No, in fact, what you find is this. You find in the book of Joshua, it's a story about possessing the land. It's a journey of faith. It's a journey of faith, right? So it's a a journey of faith. Let that sink in. Journey of faith. And that's the journey we're on. Journey of faith. You know, God had promised to Abraham that, that he would become a great nation. He uses Moses to lead his people out of bondage. And now it's time... Now it's time to take possession of the land. Huh? I, I really hope that you today you kind, of put, you kind of put two and two together. You know that analogy, right? Huh? God says to Abraham, going to make you a great people. He uses Moses to lead the, the, the people to the promised land. And now he's saying to, and if you study the whole book of Joshua, now he's saying it's time to take possession. Or maybe we can say it this way, your best days are ahead of your nation. Huh? you got to believe that. Did you, ever, did you ever hear this? Did you ever hear somebody come through and trying to encourage you as a church, and they say, hey, church, your best days are ahead of you. And you're sitting there, and you're in the midst of a season of uncertainty. Huh? You know, you're feeling some hurt, kind of disillusioned, maybe confused. And somebody comes along who doesn't know you from the man on the moon and just says, hey, your best days are ahead of you. And you kind of say, uh-huh. How do they say such a thing? Well, I'll tell you how. It's the journey of faith. And when you're on the journey of faith, your best days are always ahead of you. It's just the way it is. You know, that's the way God has designed it. And that's what you find here in the book of Joshua. Now, now let, me, let me be clear uh, about this, uh, h- how we can kind of identify with it today. Uh, we've been delivered from bondage, no longer a servant to sin. And now God has something great in store for each of us, right? And I think maybe what Joshua was saying uh, to the children of Israel, maybe God was saying to Joshua so he can communicate to the children of Israel is this. Pay attention to this. Your future is now. Your future is now. What does that mean? What does that look like? Right? You know, sometimes we just throw around these phrases and what does that look like? Your future is now. Let me see if I can maybe make some sense of it. And please, please hang on to this. By the way, I should have said this a moment ago. This is going to be kind of like one message this morning and this evening. And I would do, I, I'd try, I, the better messages tonight. This morning, I'm just explaining it. Tonight's the better part of it. My wife's going to preach tonight, and it's the better part of it. But if you could, I encourage you, try to get back here at 5.00. And uh, because I want, I want to finish the message with you tonight because it's kind of one big message, you know. And, uh, but, but let me try to see if I can't get you to see what that statement, the future is now, looks like. Think, 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 think about it this way. Um, today, today, today is uh, February 27th, right? Sunday the 27th. Today, um, um, we are a product of yesterday. Right? Now think with me for a second. Today, we are a product of yesterday. Your decisions, your planning, right? Um, uh, Your thinking came to fruition today. So today, we are a product of yesterday. Hold on to that for a second. Our tomorrow is determined by today did you get that let me let me let me kinda I I don't want you to miss this today we are a product of yesterday how we thought what we did the decisions we made here we are today tomorrow will be determined by today here's a way to look at it if today if you today do what you did yesterday, your tomorrow will be the same as today. So if today we do the same thing we did yesterday, then tomorrow will be just like today. Go ahead, do that, go ahead. This guy's nuts, he's been in the sun too long. Did it make sense? Now for some of us, that's not too bad. Ty, that's not too bad for some of us because today we're we're thinking right. We got our head in the game. Today we're following God's plan. We're, you know, on the path. We're thinking right, you know? And so if, 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 if today determines our tomorrow and if tomorrow we're going to be like today, then for some of us that's not too bad. But for others it's not too good. Because today our head's not in the game. Today our thinking isn't right. Today we're not following God's plan. And so the future is now, meaning this, tomorrow will be just like your today, so you better make sure you and I, we do the right thing today. Think right today. Be in God's will today. Do the right thing today, because our future is now. That's all that Joshua was saying to the children of Israel. That's what it looks like. So let me just walk you through this text here just for a few moments. I'm going to pick out just a few things, leave you with something, and come back and pick it up this evening, okay? Look, if you would, first of all, at this man Joshua. The man Joshua. We don't find out a whole lot about him, right? You know, in fact, uh, chapter number 1 opens up with an obituary. <laughs> look, look at it. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, he came to the best. That's an obituary, I, re- I remember reading this way back, uh, I didn't read it back then, but I read, I read that uh, back in 1876, a monument was erected to, uh, uh, to John and Charles Wesley. Do you ever hear their names? And at, at the base of the monument were these words penned or at least quoted by Charles Wesley. Here's what he said. God buries his workers but continues on with his work. Do you see where I'm going with this this morning? God's not done here. Not by a long shot. Right? And, and here in this book, all we, all we read really about Joshua is this. Uh, he's the son of Nun. From the, from the tribe of Ephraim. Right? Uh, his name, Joshua, Jehovah saves. And God's going to use this fella now to take the uh, children of Israel into the promised land and inherit their possession. Or in other words, we can say this, God is going to, pay attention right here, God is going to use this guy to get Israel to a place they've yet to be. Did you get that? Go ahead and smile. Because if God did it for Israel, God will do it for you. If God wasn't finished with them, He's not finished with you. And that's why sometimes we come along and say, hey, church, listen, your best days are ahead of you. Why? Well, because if you're following the Lord, they are. God's not finished with you. And so he, he speaks to this fellow Joshua, and, and, and Joshua now, you know, is gonna, he's going to lead the Israelites. And here's, here's, here's the case in many times. There needs to be a death before there can be a continuation. Remember Jesus said this, Roger, you remember Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die, it'll not bring forth fruit? What does that mean? Well, if that grain of wheat, if you plant a seed, a grain of wheat in the ground, and it doesn't do anything, it just, it's just going to be, but if it dies to self, then you'll no longer have a grain of wheat, you'll have a crop of wheat, right? Uh, you, you remember Isaiah? The Bible says this, in the year that King Isaiah died, Isaiah saw the Lord. Well, wait a second. What did he see before that? Maybe, maybe, just maybe the king was in the way, and all he saw was the king. Amen. Huh? And, and every once in a while, I mean to tell you, something's got to die before there can be some real fruit. And here in this text, Moses, the servant of God, the great man of God, he's dead. And now Joshua is going to lead the children of Israel on. Look here. The book of Joshua is not a record of Moses' death or of standing still. Not at all. You read the book of Joshua, and I'm sure you have before. I'm sure the preacher and your pastor preached on it before. It's not about standing still. You don't read 24 chapters of the Israelites saying, what are we going to do without Moses? Are you with me? No, you read 24 chapters of how they got, pay attention right here, how they got from here to there. How do I get from here to there? That's the key. Huh? And when you look at this text, it, it, it kind of begins with a sequence. Can I share it with you? And I promise you, we'll close. Look, look what happens here in the book of Joshua. Uh, kind of in simple terms, it's, it's instruction. You can go ahead and flip that, guys. Uh, It's instruction on how to get, now pay attention right here, how to get from here to there. How many of us know where we're at right now? All right, let me help those of you who don't. Now, I don't mean physically. Physically, we know we are, you know, Williamstown, New Jersey, Monroe County. No. No. Monroe Township, I've been practicing this all week, Gloucester County, did I get it? I'm good, what's that? And so physically, you know where you're at, you're in the auditorium of the great Open Bible Baptist Church, got a 70-some year history, right? But where are you in your life? Where are you spiritually? Spiritually? In reference to, pay attention here, in reference to where God would have you to be. I got saved in November 1979. And let's just, let's just say this is November 1979, right? Uh, today is, is uh, uh, February 27th, the last Sunday of February 2022. Say, what? Where did all those years go? How many years is that? Where's the mathematician's time? How many years was that? I asked the wrong person, right? How many? 43 years? Wow. So this upcoming November, I will have been saved 43 years. Now pay attention. I got in over here. I got in over here. Where did I get in? You don't want to play today, do you? I got in over here. When I got in, when I got in, I didn't look anything like, I don't look like much now, but I look a lot worse now. I was almost 20 years old when I got in. By the way, the reference to getting in, I got in Christ. I got saved. <laughs> Greatest day of my life, you know. Almost 20 years old, I got in. And here's what happened. When I got in, I almost could hear uh, the Lord saying to me uh, He didn't but I can almost hear him saying to me this Dave I can almost hear him saying uh, I'm going to take you just like you are Because if he didn't take me just like I was Then man, he wasn't getting me I couldn't be anything but who I was And so uh, he said I'm going to take you just like you are But I don't like buts Now did you ever hear that pastor? That was a great sermon But, you know, but what? You know, what follows usually isn't good. I'm going to accept you, take you just like you are, but I'm not going to leave you like you are. Right? Are you with me? In the process, in the process, I'm going to make you what I want you to be. I'm going to make you like I am. I'm going to take you like you are, and I'm going to make you like I am. And by the way, What he's trying to make me isn't, he's not trying to make me like Brother Preacher George Riddell. He's trying to make me like the Lord Jesus Christ. Huh? But look now, pay pay attention here. It's a process. It's a process. And when when he says to me, "Uh, let me have that, and I say, okie-dokie, right? You know okie-dokie up here in New Jersey? I had to explain okie-dokie in Florida. They had no idea what okie-dokie was. And so, uh, hey, I, let me have that, and I say okie-dokie. Guess what? I take a step in that direction. Let me have that. Okie-dokie, okie-dokie. But once I say, uh-uh. 1979, 2022, 20, where am I in the process? Where am I in the process? Well, if I continue to say, "Uh-uh, uh-uh, guess what? Time goes on, and so do the Lord. Huh? And here, here I find myself a lonely person out of fellowship with God when I stop saying, "Okidoki, Okidoki, Okidoki, Okidoki." I just want to keep saying "okidoki." By the way, that's a Hebrew word for." Yes, Lord. <laughs> okie dokie, okie dokie, okie dokie, okie dokie. Huh? And as I continue in that journey, I tell you what happens. Uh, i never forget this. Do You got a minute? i never forget this. When I went to church, Andrew, when I went to church, I was a mess. You know, I grew up in the city of Philadelphia. And when you grew up in the city of Philadelphia, you're, you grew up in the city of Philadelphia. And the city gets in you. And so when I went to church, there was a lot of things he had to get out of me. And I'll never forget, I used to sit back here right about where my brother and sister sitting right here, and every once in a while, he meant he'd just rattle my chain, and I'd have to get up and make an altar call. And there would be times when he'd say, how about this? And I'd say, okie dokie. And I'd give him, will I offend you if I told you that I used to smoke cigarettes way back in the day? I mean, it's been about three weeks now, and I'm really doing good. I think I'm getting victory over these things, but okie-dokie, and I'd, I'd give, and okie-dokie, and then, uh, you know, and, and just more and more, every time I would say to the Lord, yes, Lord, and I would hit the altar. it was never all at once. Andrew, it was never all at once. He never said to me, at least not me, he never said to me, I need you to come and give me everything about you. I wasn't prepared for that. In fact, there are my daily altar, every morning, there are times when he says to me, how about Your driving? And I say, Lord, can't you just leave me alone with that? Did you ever drive in Florida? It's worse. When I, was lived in, when I lived in Philadelphia, we used to talk about them Jersey drivers. I don't want to offend you, but that's just the way it was. Florida, oh, man, it's New Jersey on steroids. People are nuts down there. can not wait to get back to New Jersey to drive, you know? But here's the illustration. so, you know, and, and I'm just... I'm getting to that place where I hope I'm supposed to be can I tell you the problem in a lot of cases Cole here's what happens we stay too close to where we got in I got in well I got in 1979 it's 2022 I really think I've made some progress if you didn't know me then you know for sure I've made some progress am I what I ought to be I uh, probably not probably not Just being honest with you, I'm probably not I mean, I'll guarantee you this You put me behind the car and head me down the Wawa And somebody gets in my way, I'll run them over (laughs) So I'm probably not what I ought to be But I'm nowhere near what I used to be Are you with me? Huh? The message is this How do I get from here to there? Well, we got a road map. It's called the Bible. It's the road map. And all we have to really do is follow the Bible. And if we'll follow the Bible, he'll show us how to get from here to there. And every once in a while, look here, there are detours of our own choosing, right? You know? But God is so gracious, isn't he? He's so gracious to keep nudging us and, you know, and, and, and just getting us back on the path so that we're, we're on our way. And that's the message of the book of Joshua, how to get from here to there. Right? Here's three simple tips, and I'm finished. The first thing he says to us is, here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. He says in verse number 2, look at it. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go. See those words, arise and go? In other words, what he's saying to Israel is this, let it go. On the count of three, I want you to say with me, let it go. You ready? One, two, three let it go let go that's the first part of the challenge you guys with me you guys with me you guys with me you know what happens sometimes up in the sound booth they're so into the message they forget to change the slides you guys with me stay with me there you go by the way I would rather be a missionary in the jungles of Africa than having to work in the sound booth of a Baptist church. <laughs> Say amen up there. It's a hard job. Hard job. You know? Uh, let go. Say it one more time. Let go. Let go. Let go. Let go. Have you ever noticed this? Have you ever noticed that your windshield is larger than your rearview mirror? You know why that is? Because you can't go forward by looking back. And we've got to get to a place in our journey where we just let it go. Huh? You know, we we can't relive the past. Can I get a little personal? I know some of the history of the Open Bible Baptist Church because I pastored on the other side of the river. I know the bus ministry. The preacher conferences. Come on. Huh? But I'll guarantee you, if you keep living back there, you're never going to enjoy over there. So the only way to get from here, wherever here is, to there, wherever there is, is to let go. You got to let it go. Say it with me. Let it go. And get ready. <laughs> get ready. Uh, look at the text. I gotta hurry up. He said, he said, uh, in, in verse number two, therefore rise, go over this Jordan thou and all this people into the land which I do give them. In other words, what he's saying is this get ready. Get ready. I remember, I remember hearing sometimes, you know, there are some people that when they when they sing. They like to raise their hands, right? Do you ever see people sing like that? Right? I mean, to tell you, there's times I get excited. Uh, Bob, you've been in my church, and man, if you ever watch me, and when I, I sit right over there in my, in my services, and when they're singing, man, I, I, there's times I want to stand on the pew and just wave my Bible. Huh? I don't because I don't want the ushers to throw me out, but I get excited. But here's what I found out when you do this, you know what you're saying? Huh? Nothing in my hand. Nothing between me and you. I'm ready. I'm ready. Whatever you got, for, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let me ask you, are you ready? Are you ready for your next pastor? Are you ready? Are you ready to leave? Don't take this wrong. Please don't take this wrong. Are you ready to leave this season of wilderness? Are you ready? So that when God drops your pastor in this place? And he will. I promise you he will. Are you ready? Are you saying, pastor, let's go, man. What's next? Let's do it. You got to let go. You got to get ready. And then you got to trust God. You got to trust God. Look at verse number three. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. What? Did you see what he said? Every place that the sole of your foot. Now, I don't, I, don't, I don't preach that, name it, and claim it garbage. Are you with me? Huh? And that's when the guy walks up to the girl, and he says, God told me you're going to marry me. Huh? You know about that, right? And the girl says, ain't going to happen. Huh? And the girl says to the guy, you know, God told me you're supposed to marry me, and you never see the guy again. Leaves the state and name it, claim it. No, but there is a portion of faith here where you and I have got to say, this is what God said. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to trust Him. Huh? I think this, if I can maybe put a, put a spin on this. I think God may have pulled joshua aside here and said this to him joshua do you do, do you remember the exodus because joshua was there with moses right do, do, do you do you remember the exodus from egypt do you remember the story wasn't it awesome huh you remember the ten commandments the movie by cecil b the mills huh well it's awesome charleston heston there's moses you know remember and and joshua's right there he sees all of that uh he says maybe he says this joshua do you remember the Red Sea? You remember that story, right? Huh? God come along. He, he just parted. I mean, it's amazing. Now listen to this, and I'm finished. I think God may have said this to Joshua. Joshua, that wasn't Moses. That was me. That wasn't Moses. That was me. Get this. Don't miss this. Don't miss it. Andrew, hold on. God would have said this to Joshua, and now I'm with you. Huh? (laughs) Remember Egypt? Remember the Red Sea? That wasn't Moses. Remember the bus ministry? Remember the great days? That wasn't Preacher Riddell. That was me. And now I'm with you. So you know what that means? Whatever God did, God can do again. Hello? Hello? if we're willing as a church to let go get ready trust god just trust god these are not the days to get discouraged these are and god's just sitting back saying all right they're, they're just not ready they're not ready for this next guy god's got to get it out of you till you come to the place where you say yeah, i'm trusting you god and here comes Here comes your next leader. Huh? That's how God works. So how do we get from here to there? Well, it begins by letting go, getting ready, and trusting God. Uh, I like the song, and I would sing it for you, but I really can't sing. If Jesus goes with me, I'll go. You ever sing that? If Jesus goes with me, I'll go anywhere, tis heaven. You don't know the words? Sing with me. Don't let me stand up here like John the Baptist, crying in the wilderness. "'Tis heaven to me, where I may be, if he is there. I count it a privilege here, his cross too. If Jesus goes with me, I'll go anywhere. It's a great song, isn't it? But it really is a Bible principle. Because the very first thing Jesus says to his disciples is, what? Follow me. Follow me. And if you look in the small print, <laughs> you know what they said? Where are we going? Where are we going? But here's the thing. If you follow him, if you follow him, you're always going to end up in the right place. It's just the way it is. Huh? Amen, Church? Bless I'm gonna finish the message tonight a little bit more practical I promise and we'll have some fun you can have fun in church you can have fun in the Word of God it's God's got such a sense of humor right amen let me pray for you father in heaven we thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace to say that we love you is an understatement because you are you're just our all-in-all all. we like to sing it but Lord it's true We trust you, and we wait on you, and this church is depending on you. And I would just pray, God, that you'll help us to be ready. Help every person in this pew, every member of this church, whether they are leaders or followers, whether they're on the fringe or right there at the heart of it, right in the core, help them to be ready and trust you for the days ahead. Work in every heart today, every life today the cause of Christ. Let's keep our head bowed just for a moment. If you're a member of the Open Bible Baptist Church, let me ask you this morning, let me chat with you just for a moment. You ready to let go? Good and bad? I mean, good days, bad days, just, it's past. It's, it happened in the past. We don't want to forget it. Some of it's awesome, great memories, precious memories, how they linger. But you can't relive it you got to get ready trust God so you can move on because we got to get from here to there are you ready in just a moment I'm going to ask you to stand and I'm going to invite you to come find a spot at this old-fashioned altar and pray for open Bible Baptist Church but not just for the church for yourself God help me to be ready I'm gonna do my part so That we can move our church because it's not just going to be your next pastor. It's gonna to have to be the church You have to go as a team you got to, to go together Are you willing to do your part and Look here if you're here this morning and you say how do I get from here to there? You might need to get there first you, you might need to hear first Has there been a time in your life where you've invited Christ in to be your personal Savior? Do you know for sure that heaven is your home and when you die whenever that may be That you'll spend eternity in heaven If not, there's folks standing by that'll give you some literature, pray with you, spend a little time with you, and show you how you can know for sure that heaven is your eternal home. I would pray you come today. Let us have a chat with you. And by the way, long after this service, there'll be staff members and deacons and church members lingering around that if you feel a little bit embarrassed to come forward, we'd be happy to talk with you long after the service. And you can even call the office this week. You can email the office this week. Someone will stop by your home. You can come by the office. We can talk on the telephone. I want you to know that church isn't just on Sunday. This is a lifestyle thing. People are here to support you and help you in any way possible. Father, bless your people in such an abundant way. We ask in Jesus' name and amen. Would you stand with me, please? Brother Tyler's going to come and as he does, if God spoke to your heart this morning and you say, preacher, I want to make sure I'm ready and lead the part of my church that needs to be led, would you just come? Would you leave your place? And would you come join us down at this altar? Let's have prayer together. God bless you, Tyler.
0: Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.